Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Said this was coming just last week, Lee. Yep. Literally said this was coming. You Wow, you could see it. Not hard. Three troops killed. Trey Yinks nails what this is. A major escalation mm-hmm. by Iran. This is a massive escalation. There's no other way to describe what happened. These Iran-backed Iraqi and Syrian Shia militias have been operating since the war erupted between Israel and Hamas 114 days ago. But Jennifer makes an important distinction. What's happening on the ground now, these attacks on American forces, 159 of them since mid-October, has no longer specifically to do with what's happening on the ground in Gaza and has more to do with Iran's broader aims to ignite the region into a larger conflict. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Joe's right there at their side helping. Yeah, apparently so. Watch this this week. Watch this. See if... Je- this is what Iran's going to watch, okay? They're only going to watch one thing. And and this is going to be the smack signal. This is going to tell Iran, are we still in support of Iran, even though they're now killing our troops or not? Does Joe Biden freeze the $10 billion no. he released to them in October, after October 7th, as a reward for murdering Jewish people. Because we know from the Washington Post and the Wall Street Journal, Lee, that Iran planned, armed, and provided logistical support for October 7th. That was a reward to them um, from the pro-Iranian folks inside the Biden Regime. Okay, so Iran is going to look. They've already accessed that $10 billion, by the way. It was frozen funds. Um, Iraq had it. Uh, we said, no, nah, no, nah, go ahead, have the money. Uh, it's just for humanitarian purposes. Well, everybody knows it's fungible, which means, you know, um, basically, okay, well, they'll take it for this, and then that frees up money over here to spend um, on the weaponry. And this is why the Houthis, this is why Iran has gone from literally the people were hungry. They did not have enough food under the Trump sanctions to, hey, all of a sudden we're arming all these proxies. Houthis, for the first time we've ever seen, have modern military equipment to hit us with, hit our ships with, hit other people's ships with. Biden is funding all of it. But it's also a sign. It's a signal of support we got your back okay this is how we tell you we got your back we can't come to the podium and say it's okay if you kill those three troops we got your back we support you we support you against uh, you know israel that is how they are communicating it and the support started on 9 11 when we transferred six billion dollars to them it was a continuation of barack obama's pallets of cash in the middle of the night that he remember lied to congress about 
said, no, 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 we didn't send him. Then he got busted. He said, okay, well, we did, but it was $700 million. No, it was $1.6 billion. And then he had to admit that too. Pallets of cash in unmarked denominations, non-American. Okay, so Iran knows the Democrats support them. Iran knows this. Now, listen to the comparison, okay, when people are in office that Iran knows don't support them, i.e. Donald Trump. Trey Yinkst nailed this over the weekend, and numbers are stark. Now, compared to under Trump, because remember, Trump's like, I'm going to get you wherever you are. I'm going to get you in your living room. I'm going to get you on the turnstile at the airport. I'm going to get you. I'm going to take you out. I'll take you out from the air. And Iran was very, very well behaved. Not anymore. And when we look back just a few years, look at the beginning of 2020, when during the Trump administration, a drone strike was ordered against top Iranian general Qasem Soleimani outside of Baghdad's international airport. And look at the Iranian response at that moment. We're talking about 13 ballistic missiles that were fired at the al-Assad base in western Iraq that still houses American troops. And that was considered a large response by the Iranians. Now the Iranians are using ballistic missiles on a weekly basis. They're firing rockets and drones toward American troops across the Middle East. You have Iran-backed Houthis in Yemen that are targeting not just commercial ways in the Red Sea, but also American Navy ships that are operating in this area. Eric? Huge difference, Lee, isn't mm-hmm. it? Absolutely. Absolutely. No question. As I said, this is a massive escalation. And um, this is, once again, quite honestly proof that uh, Biden's foreign policy is succeeding. He's allowing Iran to dominate and become the uh, uh, leading power in the Middle East because of, uh, you know, uh, diminished American presence, which is and, and response, which is by his plan, apparently. I, I think that is the objective. I think... Igniting the Middle East is the objective. I think objective. I think a nuclear armed Iran is an object is the objective, and I think a nuclear armed Iran attacking Israel is an object. It is an objective. It is a goal of the Biden administration. I think Iran knows it. I, I do have a theory about this. Okay. This I think there is some plausible evidence because we have seen some meetings before that this is going on with the knowledge and approval and probably planning. Of Russia and China. Oh, yeah. That Iran and North Korea are the proxies of Russia and China. Mm-hmm. This is being done so that the American arms and money that are going to Ukraine will be diminished, which aids Russia. There will be less attention paid to the potential conflict with Taiwan, which benefits China. And it will further deplete the resources, material, and personnel of the U.S. military by tying us up into an armed, what is going to be an armed conflict with at least the proxies of Iran, if not Iran directly. And as we found out over the weekend, who owns, literally owns, they've got the blackmail, who owns our president? That would be Russia. Mm -hmm. And China. And China. Tens of millions of dollars. And over the weekend, we found out. Um, remember Hunter Biden, the recordings from his laptop, he was in an absolute panic because his business partner, the richest man in the world, had disappeared. I'm going to play this again. Today. He was terrified. It was a Chinese businessman had disappeared. Um, and we found out two things over the weekend. Number one, Joe Biden met with that guy. That came out from testimony on Friday. And we found out that the Chinese and Hunter, that guy, the one who disappeared, exchanged emails uh, where they're basically like, hey, we'll pay you now for what Joe did while he was vice president, and they transferred $3 million direct to Hunter, CEFC. Very interesting, the phraseology that Biden used in that church in Columbia over the weekend, 
saying that, quote, we shall respond. Now, I, for one, think that the U.S. Defense Department, we're at war with Iran. Yeah. I mean, we are. We just don't admit it yet, but we are. We are in a, a war, at the very least, a cold to warm war with Iran right now. They should stop the press conferences at the Pentagon that has anything to do with this, and they should get Biden to shut up as well. Because that response, we shall respond, okay, responding doesn't mean that there is going to be a price that are going to be paid for American lives that were taken. Now, listen, I am not one who agrees with Senator Lindsey Graham that we should immediately strike Iran proper. No. I defund them first again. I oh, just, I, like, oh, start absolutely. there, oh, bare minimum. Stop I, paying I'm, I'm formulating a foreign policy on this. Yeah. There are so many things that we should do immediately that we have not done and, and stop some things that we uh, or restart some things that we should have done. There, there should be immediately sanctions on any economic activity that the Iranians do at, at, at any point, at every level. We ought to be recalling our ambassadors around the world, telling all of our allies, you need to start putting pressure on your allies to put pressure on Iran. And if this continues, then we ought to have sanctions against countries that do business with Iran, period. Exactly. And part of the reason they have the money for all of this escalation, again, Trump had them on yes. their knees. Yes. They were broke. They're, if you go back and read the articles, Trump had sanctions on Iran, okay? They couldn't move. They couldn't do business. Um, it, financial institutions around the world were afraid to do business with them because they would be uh, fall under the sanctions. And, and literally, you could pull up the articles. People in Iran had begun to go hungry. That is how hard he had them locked down. They were rising up against the regime, okay? So Biden lifted those sanctions in return for nothing whatsoever and started funding Iran. And again, we have given them $16 billion since 9-11. Think about that. That's why they can operate. Oh, oh absolutely. Listen. So watch what he does. Watch if he, uh, he could put the Trump sanctions back on this morning. That would be devastating to them. Honestly, excuse me, Senator Graham, but honestly, that would be worse on them than yeah. actually hitting them and take a couple of them out. It would really hurt the regime. But watch this, watch. Biden won't do it. He won't even return to the Trump sanctions. Here's the other thing domestically that we should, should be done right now. Mm -hmm. The border is closed. Yep. The only place, it's too dangerous. the only place that you come through is any, Ill, any legal port of entry with a visa from mm -hmm. your supporting country. This country right now, if you are caught in this country and you are from a, a country that is not a direct, like from Central America, if you are not from that area and you're caught here illegally, you are immediately deported, period. Take them to the nearest airport, the closest airport to their home country, and that's it, and, and, and get rid of them. Otherwise, and anybody that's on the terror watch list that is found, get Mo immediately. Yeah. Get Mo. We've still got it. Use it. Get Mo. This it is time to stop playing footsie with a border. I, listen, I and I once again, I do not agree with Lindsey Graham or Tom Cotton about immediately hitting Iran. That's a possibility if we have to down the road. Yeah, I think we should but, eventually. But, but yeah. as you've talked if about it and to. I've talked about here, there's so many other things that we could be doing that we're not. There's so many other levers that we could be using that we are not. And and as you po keep pointing out and, and you've convinced me on this, this is part of the plan of the Biden administration to have a nuclear armed yep. Iran, to diminish the power and influence of the United States, to punish us for whatever political reasons that they have. But this is to change, shift the, the paradigm of power around the world and it is doing nothing but benefiting russia and china i why any american would support this guy for president 
beyond me. I think a lot of them are victims of fake news, Lee. And don't forget, Biden didn't just let Iranians come across our border. He let them use the CPB1 app, thousands of them, to fly from, they're illegal immigrants, they're not legal, from their country on planes to our country with little to no vetting. Center for Immigration Studies got that. And we are continuing to fund UN yeah. uh, financial aid to people that come across the border. And, and I'm going to get into all that today. This is such a packed show. Um, but here's the question. I mean, can we even retaliate against Iran right now, given that Joe, Joe Biden has flown their people, illegal immigrants? He flew illegal immigrants into this country. They can retaliate. Lee. Can we yeah. even begin to hit them now? Because they're here. We have imported an army of them. Yeah. Now, I, I don't I don't we're know. At point, we're at a point where we need to prepare for that because they're already here. That, that's been established. That the, the threat exists. It is not theoretical. The threat exists. And, and if that was something that the Russians could do during the Cold War, do you think for one second that the Iranians and North Koreans haven't been able to do it now? Oh, they're here. Joe exactly. Biden gave exactly. them a QR code and let them fly right into the country. And remember, hid it from Congress. Um, Center for Immigration Studies had to sue FOIA lawsuit to find out how many Iranians had he'd brought in illegal immigrants on planes. Yeah. Using the QR code, it was thousands. They're here. And then the ones that came over the border. So they're all here. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. The Chiefs are still the Chiefs, and believe it, you got to fight for your right to party! And there it is, the 49ers are going to the Super Bowl. That's right, y'all, your Super Bowl is set. Yeah, Taylor Swift on. Uh, one of the most ingenious, by the way, NFL promotions ever, the fake relationship between Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Just laughing, watching. Oh, gosh, I don't know. I can imagine what she's getting paid for. it. Yeah, like how she had all the right Hollywood A-listers out to the box to watch it uh, at just the right time and be filmed. Uh-huh. They don't do stuff like that for free. You don't appear at a game like that just because you kind of like football. It's all very fake. But it's smart because she's very popular right now. She's also very normal as perceived by the American public and the NFL needed to buy normalcy. So they bought Taylor Swift. I don't think it's a real relationship. I don't. But it works out great. I mean, it's a great marketing ploy. Uh, Much better than paying her to endorse it. Works better with this generation. So, hey, 
There you go. But it's going to be the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers headed to the Super Bowl. And, of course, pencil that in for February 11th at 6.30 p.m. A lot of America will be watching, but not all for the same reasons. Just 32% prefer the game. They say that's their favorite part. 20% say not any of it not watching. That's a pretty huge number. It means 80% will, at least in this poll. 16% like the halftime show. Usher's going to perform, by the way. Hope he doesn't have a wardrobe malfunction. Ooh, nasty. And 14% like the commercials. I like the commercials. Well, I used to, but now they're kind of woke, so we'll see. 11% aren't sure and 6% prefer the announcer's commentary. So anyway, uh, it's going to be at the Legion Stadium in Las Vegas, 6.30 p.m. Eastern on CBS, Paramount Plus, and all that. So we'll see how it goes. See the coach almost crying on television. Nothing like watching a grown man cry. Anyway, uh, I've been remiss lately. I haven't prom promoted our merchandise uh, or the Patriot Wear store. You can go to 989WORD.com to order Patriot Wear. So our website, um, we have two websites. It's only pinned to the top of one of them. I'm sorry, the other one, we just can't get it up there. It's a national one. But um, if you, you can always text store to 71307 uh, or um, you can uh, go to outlawstitching.com. That's outlawstitching.com, coolest website ever, outlawstitching.com. We've got our hats, our mugs, are really cool. I love the Patriot t-shirts. They're my favorite. Um, it's a way to advertise W-O-R-D, but, so, but subtly it's on the shoulder, but the actual Patriot wear itself is just so cool in its own right. So check out the designs um, that text the word store to 71307 to the text line. That works too. All right. Good morning. Uh, folks, Trey Yinks nailing what is going on uh, right now with Iran. Here you go. Oh, and let me put this back in the right channel. Here we go. Some of the hardliners here in Israel say strikes need to take place against the Iranian regime that's not only funding, but directing these attacks against American forces. Yeah. And let's see if they do that. That's what it's going to take. Folks, do you remember? Here's, here's what Iran knows, okay? Do you remember when Trump took out Soleimani? It was one of my favorite parts of the Trump administration. And the whole world was treated to the image, and I'll never forget it, of Soleimani's, you know, um, luggage that, that going around and around that turnstile, and he was never going to pick it up because we just, you know, bam, hit him right there at the turnstile. The message was so strong to the Iranian leaders. We can get you anywhere you want. We want. We get you from the air. Live in paranoia. Why? Why do we hit Soleimani? Because Trump was mean, 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 the left told us. It was so unfair and so terrible. And they threw in with the Iranian regime. But remember, it was to punish the Iranian National Guard for attacks on what? Attacks on Americans. And it was highly effective. But remember what Iran learned from that. The left went wild mourning Soleimani. And it, it didn't matter. They mourned him. It didn't matter that he had tried to kill Americans, had been part of attacks on Americans. It didn't matter. They did not care. Iran learned from that. To the left, American troops are cannon fodder, and we can hit them as much as we want. Wall Street Journal nails this. Great opinion piece of Biden, Iran, and three dead Americans. They write, it was bound to happen eventually as President Biden was warned repeatedly a drone or missile launched by Iran's militia proxies would elude U.S. defenses and kill American soldiers. 
That's what happened Sunday as three Americans were killed and 25 wounded at a U.S. base in Jordan near the Syrian border. The question now is, what will he do about it? Listen to what the Wall Street Journal says. The sorry truth is that these casualties are the result of the president's policy choices. Mr. Biden has tolerated more than 150 Iranian proxy attacks on U.S. forces in the Middle East since October. Only occasionally has he or the administration registered more than rhetorical displeasure by retaliating militarily and only then with limited airstrikes. Yeah, that's what you get. You get three dead Americans. Trust me, inside the White House, they don't care. Well, the mainstream media is blocking, blacking out largely what is going on at the border. The reason for that is they are losing. And that's great. A couple of really key things have happened in the last week. Best things we've seen on the border in a long time. We are actually making progress. I'm going to tell you what happened. But first, did you catch this? So the week ended with an ultimatum from Chairman Ho. We call him Chairman Ho, much like Chairman Xi, the head of the communist regime. Chairman Xi, unlike Chairman Ho, is not a whore and would never sell his country out. Chairman Ho would, so we call him Chairman Ho. Chairman Ho, it's better than calling him the president, which nobody knows if he actually is. Anyway, Chairman Ho warned Texas, ultimatum, you got till midday Friday to relinquish control of Shelby Park, the nearby boat dock, and the International Bridge. He wants to continue the illegal voter drive, bringing the illegals in uh, to replace Americans. That's what we do now. Or what he did. Past tense. Because the deadline came and went. Zabbitt continued, the governor, to tweet out imagery of the Texas National Guard continuing to put up even more border fence. Rick Concertina wire. Why might nothing have happened? Well, it appears that those on the ground have already de-escalated the situation because the Border Patrol turned on Joe Biden. And it was glorious. In a tweet, turned on Joe Biden. Did you catch all this? Proclaimed support for the Texas National Guard said they're just doing their job and they're not going to arrest them for doing their job. They also tweeted in a devastating tweet that they appreciate and respect what Texas has been doing to defend their state. Quote, in the midst of this catastrophe that the Biden administration has unleashed on America, unquote. What are they referring to? They're referring to putting up more concertina wire, seizing control of the park, and not letting the border guard in. Uh, and so what the border guard is saying is, we don't want to go in there because we'll have to process the illegal voters. We don't want to do that. They also said, we're not arresting the Texas National Guard. We're not doing it. And that, folks, is why the deadline came and went, that midday Friday deadline, because Biden essentially, it appears, lost control of the border patrol. In other words, the hacks in the White House wanted to thug out using federal troops um, on the Texas National Guard. And those federal troops went, now we're on the side of the Texas National Guard. And it became unclear after these tweets what they would do if Biden ordered them with force uh, to remove the blockades that are keeping the border guard out of that park, which is state property. I mean, this is an incredible turn of events. I don't know if mutiny is the right word here. 
But clearly, Biden has no way to enforce his threats at this point. Now, we don't know if the Border Patrol is going to knuckle under to Biden and let him continue to illegally use them. But honestly, folks, the rebellion here really needs to come from the Border Patrol. And they need to start, start saying, no, no, we're not going to do. No, we're not doing that. And this bumps up against a problem the Democrats have. A problem they've been trying to solve for a while. This is why they are purging the military. This is why they have gone with depolicing uh, to get police out of the force. They need people loyal to them as shock troops. And they don't have that right now. And the Border Patrol was taking it and taking it and taking it. Now, I don't know if they're going to acquiesce and go back to what they were doing. But we got it. We notched a win this week because the Border Patrol, and it was glorious, because the Border Patrol said no. They created doubt as to what they would do. They said, look, the Texas National Guard, they are friends. We agree with what they're doing. We want more concertina wire, and we're not arresting them for following orders. Are we not? And so that came out, and then the deadline came away. Because the Biden administration didn't want the embarrassing situation of the Border Patrol refusing to follow orders and throwing it with the Texas National Guard. It was already humiliating enough for them to say, I, I just love this line. Can I read it again? Rankin, this is what they t- they tweeted. So what it is, is the Border Patrol Union saying, make us. Come down here and make us, Mr. President. No, we're not. No, we're not doing this. We're not undermining the border. Not this week. Rankin file Border Patrol agents appreciate and respect what Texas has been doing, the Border Patrol Union wrote, to defend their state in the midst of the catastrophe that the Biden administration has unleashed on America. Wow. Meanwhile, folks, we're seeing something I've been telling you about on the Battleground America podcast. you got to listen to it if you want to know what's going on. We go in depth on the Battleground America podcast. Get it anywhere. There are podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or all our website, 989WORD. I've been telling you, uh, the, the Democrat Party and the cartels are merging. Democrat Party needs shock troops, needs shock troops that are capable of tremendous amounts of violence against their enemies on American soil. And can... Paxton described the same thing over the weekend. And he told anybody who will listen. This is the Attorney General of Texas. Uh, we're going to deep dive on this today, the merger of the Democrat Party and the cartels and, and why they're doing it. They need shock troops. They can't use the Border Patrol. They need an instrument of terror. And so their ambition, they haven't fully done it yet, but their ambition is to merge with the cartels as it is in Mexico. In New Mexico... All the people on these city councils and towns, they're all on the cartel payroll or they're dead. The judges are all on the cartel payroll or they're dead. Occasionally, we'll see a police chief say, no, I'm not going on the cartel payroll. They have to have armed 24-hour security, but usually don't make it a whole year. They end up dead. This is the model the Democrats want in this country. Listen to Ken Paxton. Describe what the Democrats are doing, how they are merging with the cartels down in Texas. They're actually helping aid and abet the cartels and then texas says we've had enough we're going to do something about it and then they threaten us from enforcing our own laws it seems pretty crazy and it's hard to believe that we have a, a government that is working against its own citizens and helping the cartels move as many people across the border as possible all right well like what does this merger with the cartels entail 
Because the Democrat Party is a cartel. It is a criminal operation. So is the drug cartels. Listen to Ken Paxton, Attorney General of Texas, describe it. He is cooperating, not just cooperating, but he's literally in partnership with these cartels. In the old days, they used to come and try to hide and run away from Border Patrol. Joe Biden has cut a deal somehow where these cartels transport people directly to the Border Patrol, and then they move them around the country. So we're in a terrible situation. Nothing like this country has ever seen no. before. And I fear the consequences of Joe Biden's decisions for the next years. Now, listen to what he says. The Democrats are helping the cartels make inroads into the U.S. in a permanent way that will outlast Joe. Why? They intend to rule with them as their shock troops. They think they can control them. They can't, but they think they can. They're taking federal law and dismantling it. And he's making up his own rules as we go that allow the cartels to gain a foothold, a strong, really strong foothold in the United States, not just in my state, but really across the, they're building a network across the country so that they can keep doing this well after Biden's gone. I'm going to play the heck out of that. That's way bigger than, hey, the cartels bring some people to the border to make money off of each one. This is Biden, the Democrats, merging with the cartels, building networks for permanency inside the United States of America. Now do you understand why they've done the policing, de-policing? They got to empty out these police forces. They're bringing in their own troops. They're taking federal law and dismantling it. And he's making up his own rules as we go that allow the cartels to gain a foothold, a strong, really strong foothold in the United States, not just in my state, but really across the, they're building a network across the country so that they can keep doing this well after Biden's gone. Damn, that I told you. Told you on the Battleground podcast, been at it for a year and a half. The Democrat Party and the cartels emerging. It's much bigger than just bringing illegals, although that's part of it. Be right back. Happy Monday. Hey, it's only three days to go till Wednesday. You'll be halfway through. Okay, Joe Biden, running for office. What I would do as president, I would in fact make sure we immediately surge to the border. All those people are seeking asylum. Surge the border. Boy, has he done that. Boy, has he done that. Every month now, we have a new record. So this is only going to go up and up and up and up. But if, if the Democrats get permanent control, I mean, every four years, we're going to bring another 10 million. And then 20 and 30. Truly, it will get there. A record. Again, every month we set a record. We set a record for September and October and November. Now for December, we have the numbers. A record 302,000, highest ever, illegal immigrants. And get this, 19 terrorists. 19 terrorists crossed the border in December. Do you know how many terrorists were caught at the border during the entire Trump um, administration? Whole time. I mean, like four years. 11. We caught how many terrorists at the border in December? 19. Those are, of course, just the ones we caught. Everybody else got through. Remember what the F, the former FBI directors and assistant directors told us last week in that letter. I was thinking about it all weekend. So scary. That around 2021, there was a change. There was a change. I got to pull, pull, pull this back up. There was a change... Um, in who began coming over. It wasn't just families anymore. It was single, young 
men of military age. Single young men of military age, not accompanied by their wife or their kids, and not from like Guatemala, but from other countries. And that those make up now the majority of those coming across. This is on purpose, y'all. We're going to see what the purpose, these are troops. We're going to see what the purpose of these troops was. I'm going to reread that on the show this morning. There is a purpose. All-time record, 302,000 migrants intercepted crossing the southern border in December, the highest ever recorded. But, um, oh, and then, did you see this over the weekend? Biden blackmail intensifies. He says he won't shut the border until Congress coughs up Ukraine and Israel funds. You know, it's like as if nobody's going to go vote in November. It's as if they don't even care what we think anymore. He doesn't. Listen to this. Biden on Sunday doubled down and said he would secure the border, but only if Congress passes a bipartisan bill that would get this, allocate funds for Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan, and would allow, still allow, as many as 150,000 illegals to cross a month. Well, it's not securing the border. If, if, if the deal is, hey, I get to allow 150,000 illegals across a month, that's not a secure border. I mean, geez. That 150,000 a month would have been a huge number for Trump. Quote, if the bill were the law today, I'd shut the border down right now. Oh, except 150,000 illegals a month. Yeah, shut them. If the bill were the law today, I'd shut down the border right now and fix it quickly and bring a bipartisan bill that would be good for America and help fix our broken immigration system and allow speedy access for those who deserve to be here. Except, as many are pointing out, Biden doesn't need Congress to do that right now. House Speaker Johnson immediately debunked the claim, saying President Biden falsely claimed yesterday he needs Congress to pass a new law to allow him to close the southern border, but he knows that's untrue. Yeah, that's just for the sheeple. It says Democrats running around the brainwashed ones. Hey, yeah, he, he could shut the border down if he had a bill. No, he couldn't. He shut it down right now if he wanted to. All he's got to do is put Trump's policies back in place. He can do that executively. It'll end. So this is the position of the Democrat Party. Open borders. But something happened finally over the weekend that needed to happen so badly. Something so key to finally ending this. And it's not just the attention now on the concertina wire and what is going on. Although that is so important for Americans to see. And it's not just the truckers who are heading down there. We're going to get into that too. We found the money. We found the money. The money the Republicans are using to pay for the border crisis. The money the Republicans hoped you wouldn't find so that you could just keep blaming Biden. See, they're culpable too. And it's spreading like wildfire on Twitter. Where it is, how they fund the illegals, and the fact that Republicans keep voting for it. I'll give you all the details on the other side. This is key, folks. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 